Welcome to Dance to Heal. I'm your host, Jenny C. Cohen. Join me as I share stories of how dance and movement can bring healing in a way that is safe and tailored to your life. I'm a cancer survivor, mother of two, and an award-winning performer who found that movement was vital to my recovery. I created Dance to Heal Wellness and also authored the best-selling book, Outside in Recovery, Dancing My Way Back to Myself After Breast Cancer. I will bring new techniques to help you on your dance journey and healing path. Are you ready to move? Dance to Heal starts now. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. This is a very special episode for me, and I want to thank my special esteemed guest for coming. She's coming and said, just one second, I want to talk a lot about uh, she is very accomplished dancer and performer and teacher. We do share another thing in common, and it's a club that everyone always regrets welcoming a new member to. Yeah, we're both breast cancer survivors, and we both use healing. Ha- dancing has a way to heal. However, it's been a, an essential part of our recovery. It was an essential part of our lives prior, and it also changed us, and we changed our relationship with it during our recovery. And I wanted really her to come and talk about that. I wanted to explain to you, too, my personal journey with that was prior to being diagnosed with cancer and then going through the treatment for it, I was on the cusp and precipice of becoming very involved and putting all of my chips into the basket of becoming someone that I thought would be an A-lister in my dance community. I do more of the fusion community, and I was older in my 40s, and what was very prominent at the time were younger, not Asian face, (laughs) not accomplished in my way of life, just different. They had a lot more time and discipline to to, to devote to, to this beautiful art. And I was at that precedence. I had won a couple contests, and my kids were a little older. My son, who was diagnosed with type 1, was a little bit more stable. And I thought, well, you know, I'm really going to go for this. I'm really going to be someone willing to be seen. And I thought that was my goal in life. And then I got this diagnosis after getting, I got this diagnosis after getting back from Germany. I competed in Germany. It was part of my winnings for another contest that I won. And I placed rather high amongst nine very, very beautiful, talented, disciplined, affluent dancers in Europe. And I thought, well, this is it. I'm going to come home. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to really just hide behind, take off my mask, stop hiding behind other people. And then I found the lump. And then 18 months later, I was a shell of what I thought I wanted to be. And I had to begin that long journey that I'm still continuing on now, with 22, six years later, finding a new meaning for myself, letting go of that dream that I, th- I thought was my calling, and it wasn't. It was really to develop a program like this and help other people who are healing from trauma and also healing from being a caretaker of other people's trauma. Here's a secret. <laughs> we all have some. I know, Diana's, Diana's laughing. We all have trauma. Do you hear that? We all have trauma. Okay, anyways, back to focus. So here's the thing. Our relationship with movement changes as we grow and heal. And now for me, it became this thing during, during my treatment. I was still going to events and performing and competing. And I used to say to people, without really understanding how much that, what that really meant, 
when I perform or I teach or I participate in a class or even a convention, I always said to myself, it's not about you, Jenny. Who needs to see you at this event, at this performance? Who do you need to be there to bolster with your energy? And I never fully understood it until after my cancer treatment. And even now, I'm even more understanding what that meant. And I was very uncomfortable being seen as the poster child of the successful cancer survivor. (laughs) Deanna's like, "Uh uh-huh. And yet I'm ready, right? (laughs) I'm ready to step into this now. Why? Why am I ready? Because I have my dear friend, Catrice, who was here for the very, very first podcast show I did here. And she had done a reading for me. And it was the same message I got from other people. It was, Jenny, get out of your own way and do what you were really called to do. Because there are people who are waiting on you that can't move on with their lives because they needed to see what you were destined to do. You were a conduit and you need to be there for them. And that really hit home and really helped me understand that it really is more than me. It is not about me. It really is who can we reach and who can we touch. And so that is where I come from now. Whenever I perform during that cancer, during my cancer treatment, I've shown you some of my video clips and why a lot of the people I've brought on has guests because they're congruent with that same thing. They're all in spite of their own personal behind the things that they're battling, behind the scenes, things that they're battling. They're still there in the forefront being beyond what they suffered because it isn't about them individually. It's because we're all part of this movement, this ripple pattern that has to move out to heal. Especially now in these times, I really feel it's pivotal. And so without further ado, I would love for Jacob, my producer, he's going to hit a little clip, just a tiny little clip of this beautiful work, works of art that Deanna has done. Please hit this video. They fade with the dream of you Wrapped in red velvet, dancing the night away Taking. Yeah. So without further ado, here's the thing. I could waste 30 to a minute to actually two minutes going over Diana Soto's 
Oculates. I really invite you to go to her website and her Instagram and check her out. Please, please check her out. Like, even if you stop watching the show right now, go check her out. Do it. We're right here. We're not going to be anywhere. It's going to come back out on recording. Please welcome, welcome, Deanna. Hello. So happy to be here. So, so happy to be here. I, I met Jenny a couple of years ago and we definitely bonded both of our, our love for dance. Yeah, in a way that unwilling sisterhood of the breast cancer experience. So I'm definitely very happy to be here. Um, listening to you and your journey, it struck me that for me, in some ways, it was kind of opposite, as in I I was already a dancer before I started, before I had breast cancer. I had breast cancer when I was 25, so a totally different life stage, right? Uh, but for me, in a way, cancer became an awakening uh, that led me to my artist career. So the area in which we perhaps have like opposite paths is that you were very clear that you wanted to like be an artist and then cancer happened and that kind of like we shifted some things. In my case, dance had always been part of my life, but it had always played second fiddle to my quote unquote professional career in communications. And in a way, cancer uh, launched me as an artist, but that's where we meet. And it's when you have these very deep experiences um, such as cancer, life-changing experiences, um, trauma, really. Uh, you, you have some choices. We all wish that we wouldn't have that trauma and no one would choose that trauma. But if it happens, what are you going to do with that package that life delivered to you? And how are you going to make your life meaningful moving forward? And I think that's a thread we share and many other people I have spoken to, be it cancer survivors or survivors of other kinds of trauma, uh, there is that question, how do I make my life meaningful, which I think is very connected to healing, you know, this is how healing happens, this is how you integrate your trauma rather than letting your trauma control you, you know, uh, we are meaning making creatures and that's an area where I think we dancers have so much to contribute to the healing journey because dancing is very much about meaning making but from the body rather than intellectualizing that meaning how do we make that meaning understand that meaning in our bones that's what I think is so rich and so healing about it yes yes well listen Honestly, Deanna, I, 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 I've been battling this, this challenge all my life because I, being of Asian descent, mm-hmm. we weren't ever really considered the arts as a viable career. I had yeah. a master, you know, I have a master's degree in occupational therapy. My parents were barely okay with that. They're like, are you going to go <laughs> and get a doctorate? Like, so we can call you doctor? Like, what do you mean you're going to go belly dancing and shake things? Stop it. Don't even talk to me. Like, you know, just so you know, it's, it was. A respectable one, like ballet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, right? Our audience was able to see from that video clip of that particular clip that we showed them is from one of your more evolutionary pieces expressing your healing that clip, you know, of that YouTube video you sent to me. And I want to really talk about 
and, and address the fact that we store all of our life experiences in our body. Every single trauma, loss, joy, hurt, shame, everything's stored at a cellular level. And that movement is something that's essential to heal over it. I mean, there's other things that we must do in addition to movement, but it is absolutely vital to move. I mean, would you would you be willing to share with our audience, Ian? And you can pass on this question, move on to other okay. things. But you know, other than the cancer, the the dance helping you heal leading you towards accepting dance as one of your primary callings. Are there other areas that dance is helping you heal? Yeah. Uh, what a great question. Uh, I'm going to use that video as an example, because I think it makes it more concrete and, you know, people have already seen it. Uh, but that piece and what I'm going to share now, I can tell you now because I have the wisdom of looking back. <laughs> when I created it, I just needed to make it, you know, uh, and it was, how, how did I tell you? I was aware that I was doing something important and there was a conscious mind in terms of like a choreographic mind, a composition driven mind, mm -hmm. but the psychological analysis I'm about to do is something that came later, not when I was making the piece. And that's okay. So audience, it is important that we sometimes, our subconscious works in ways we're not even aware of. You know, it's like you look, you can't ever predict what's going to happen, but you can look behind and connect the dots and collect the pearls. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. And I think that's one of the gifts of dance, right? It allows us to express things even before they have reason to the conscious level while well, they're exactly. still subconscious. But uh, now that I have the benefit to look at, uh, to me, that's a piece very much about grief. And I, I, I won't go into the exact details of that grief, but it is about grief. And it was very healing to be able to own up to my grief in my body, from my body. So there is an author that I love and I invite everybody to look him up, Bessel van der Kork. His work, The Body Keeps the Score, yes. is transformational. It's also scientifically validated if you're that kind of person and you want that kind of like research backup. And it talks about how trauma gets stored in the body yes. and how one of the key principles of actually moving beyond trauma is movement, you know, is literal actual movement. And I feel like that piece helped me access some of the, those like stuck in trauma places in my body and, and move beyond it. But what was very curious is that since it was such a genuine and authentic um, creative process for me, a lot of people, when they see that piece, something gets unlocked in them too. So you don't know how many times I have had people approach me, especially after I do it live, mm -hmm. like with tears in their face or like they tell me their stories and, and it's always some kind of grief story. Might not be the exact grief that brought it up for me, but it's like the human body recognizes another body in a certain emotion, especially oh. an emotion so all-consuming such as grief. And that is incredible because then, I heal myself, but in some way, I am helping other people, if they're willing, yeah. to also go on that journey. That's my uh, Yeah, I mean, here in the States, which is where I grew up, but I was born in Taiwan, which is even less of an area that allowed public displays of grief. 
we don't we don't acknowledge how important that is to healing. I never really grieved the losing of my life prior to my cancer treatment. I never grieved. That's huge. Loss- <laughs> that well, is mm-hmm. Like your own yeah. self. <laughs> oh my god, loss of self. But I also did not ever grieve my prior to becoming a mother life. Yeah. I didn't grieve my my life before I got married. I didn't grieve the loss of my childhood. It was really traumatic. I'll tell you the next show, y'all. Tune in the next show. It's not necessary. I really want to keep talking to Diana. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we, there's chapters, every chapter, every book of our life, because we have many books in our lives. We still need to grieve the closing of that chapter, the closing of that book. How can you make room for good and growth? Unless we make room by letting it go and cutting the energetic ties to it, yeah. it's been and really it's like that phrase. The only way through is through. Yeah, and and it gets stored in the body. So you know you you can't skip the body and you can't skip your grief. It will catch up to you always <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so might as well sit down, <laughs> say hi to it, feel it especially in a safe space, you know, and if you can have, you know, some proper dance coaching or a dance t-shirt that's more inclined to these kinds of emotions, you know, so that you can have a safe space to feel this stuff from your body and move through it. And that will set you free. You're going to find some very revealing truths if you open up to that experience. Well, I'm so glad you brought this up, Diana. So how, what's the best way my audience or this wonderful audience here through Transformation Talk Radio can get in touch with someone like yourself who could coach them? Yes. Well, awesome. Um, I am a lot on Instagram. I really love it as a platform. And my particular Instagram is a bit unconventional from what you might expect from like a belly dancer. So yeah, you're going to see some videos of me in great costumes because, you know, I got style. But there's also a lot of, I would like to believe, thought-provoking writing so I also have a coaching certification like an actual program of a whole year of studying and training and guided practice by master coaches and whatnot and I bring a lot of that approach to my social media and to my writing with for example asking powerful questions so when I am working with a student I it is not about me telling you what you need to do it is about me making powerful questions so you, that you find your own truths. And then I combine a little bit of mentorship because I do have over 10 years in this field and a lot of life experience around it. And, you know, I, I can give you, hey, what if you consider this option? And I help you to kind of like open your mind to other possibilities you might have not considered. So I really invite you, if you're interested in this kind of work, you can follow me on Instagram. That's going to give you a taste of how I see things, the kind of work that I do, the kind of community that comes to me, because there are a lot of people commenting and sharing stories. And then if you want to dive deeper, you know, um, I will be opening one-on-one coaching sessions starting in March. So you can start tuning in now so that when that opens, you're the first one to jump, because I'll only have like five spots available. (laughs) Deanna, uh, spell out the Instagram address, because we also are being that on the radio. All right. Awesome. So I am at Diana, D-I-A-N-A underscore dance magic. So (laughs) dance magic. Get your dance magic from Diana. Like, like 
Basically, Do it already. <laughs> I did it that way because I, I truly believe, and this is not me being a Hallmark person, <laughs> but I truly believe that we we all have magic inside us. And magic as in something powerful, as in something that reaches beyond us, as in something that can surprise us about our power and our capacities. And what we need to do, I think the great task that's given to us when we come to like this plane on earth is to own our magic. We don't have to like find it somewhere outside of ourselves. It's already inside. I think the big job is owning it, you know, seeing it and then claiming it and then using it. That's where the real good stuff is. I love that. So (laughs) for some of our beginner people who have not danced or moved in a while, you know, and they may not necessarily Mm -hmm. uh, have the impetus to look you up just yet. Yeah. (laughs) What are some suggestions you could give them to start finding that magic inside of them? Um, I love, I love, okay, there are two suggestions I can give kind of in two steps. First one is to put some music, whatever music, it really doesn't matter, whatever music that moves you and put yourself in a room where you won't be interrupted. And if that means that you have to close yourself in the bathroom, because like if you're a mom and you have pets, maybe that is actually the only place in your house where you can be by yourself. Fine. This is not about doing pirouettes and great many things. It's about connecting. Put that music, maybe light a candle, close your eyes and just let yourself feel your body. Even if you don't move, I feel like sometimes we rush towards movement. We feel like we have to dance. No, first just like land in yourself. Feel that. And then if you are compelled to move, Open your eyes and move. But if you need to stay for three minutes, just like standing there, because that's what you need, that's a great start. And then after you've done that and you feel a bit more comfortable with that, uh, mirror work. So literally grabbing a mirror and dancing for yourself in the mirror, like dancing as a gift, not to evaluate yourself. We're not talking about performance training. We're talking like a beginner person that wants to connect with themselves. Dance for yourself as if you were your own best friend, as if you were your own mother in a way, like the mother you dream you could have had perhaps, an idealized mother. How would you dance for her? How would you dance for him, for this person? What love would you give? I love that. I I love that. I love that. Audience, uh, did you hear what she said? Because here's the thing. All of our mothers are imperfectly perfect. They did the best they could. They really did. My mother did the best she could. You know, she didn't realize. I really, she would not have chosen my one month old trauma that I got. That, you know, that preceded my 53 years of life. That was not the life she chose for me. Yeah. That was just the life that was, that I ended up with. And I've been healing from that until this past weekend. I'll tell you about the next show again. Tune in next show. We're not going to talk about that. I want to focus on what Deanna's talking about. And I just love that envisioning of the mother that you know you need right now has your dancing and and be that mother or have dance with that mother figure or that father figure did you know Deanna I learned this past mm-hmm. weekend through my training um that a lot of time to- uh, it's almost undisputed in terms of um, numbers yeah that a predictor of your success in life is directly correlated with your relationship with your biological father Oh, wow. No, I didn't know. 
I was like, what? (laughs) That explains a lot in my life. I don't know about other people's, but anyways. So I really love those two suggestions is that you can be healing for yourself. I love that. And I love that. Provide that to yourself. That wisdom is already within you. Exactly. Own your magic. Own Own your your love. Love is infinite. And Mm. it's already all within you. (laughs) Own it. Yes, I love it. I love that. Okay, so stay still. Listen to whatever moves you. You don't always have to move. And then once if you afterwards, if you're inclined to, dance to it. All right, all right, I love this. All right, repeat back to them again the best way to reach you on Instagram. I want to make sure they get this. Yes, okay, so on Instagram, D-I-A-N-A, Diana in English, D-I-A-N-A underscore dance magic. All right. And then my website for my classes, I have different levels, dianadancemagic.teachable.com. And if you've heard Danny call me Diana, it's because I'm from Puerto Rico and I prefer my name in Spanish, but I am spelling it out for you in English. So it's easier for you to remember. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I want if you could give every, because we have another less than a minute left, y'all. So okay. I, I can't believe this time flew by so fast, Diana. All right. What would you suggest for us to do? Or what do you do? Stop. What do you do if you could share with us when you need healing? It doesn't have to be dance related. What do you yeah. do? Yeah. Um, well, I. I can think of two things. I take one minute to breathe, literally just one minute. (laughs) And I try to breathe slow for one minute. Sometimes I accomplish it. Sometimes I don't. That's fine. It always kind of helps just to do it. And then the other thing, walk, going for walks. A lot of time what we need is just exposure to nature. Oh, I love this. Okay, so remember... (laughs) I want to tie this into one of my first few shows. We talk about breathing and attuning into your five senses and breathing into the nose for a can of four and then exhaling through your nose for a can of four. This all ties in. Tiana, we didn't plan this. Like some of these questions I just threw at her during this interview. (laughs) Tiana, thank you so much for coming. I am so blessed to have you in my show. And uh, you'll be well, okay? It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) All right, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Dance to Heal with Jenny C. Cohen. Come back next time to hear stories of recovery through movement and learn more ways that you can move your body. To work with me and continue your journey, visit OutsideInRecovery.com. Are you ready to move?